Hey, everyone. I'm Jeff. This is Jeff Need Sports. That's Bo Murphy from Up in Flames. And uh, this is NCAA football week two reaction. <laughs> Finally. Hey, what's up, everybody? What's up, Mo? What's going on, Jeff? Uh, pretty wild week of football, man. Uh, you know, we did the Buckeye remix earlier. Everybody can go listen to that. Um, you know, our day was a little more relaxed than uh, uh, several other teams around the country. It was as far as as far as college football goes, it was a pretty wild day. Um, I, I enjoyed it. It kind of went deep into the night. I, I woke up at one in the morning and BYU and um, uh, shoot, who'd BYU beat last night? Taylor. Yeah, BYU and Baylor in overtime. I, I wake up in overtime. I'm like, what is happening? So that was fun. So uh, overall, great week. So we'll get it kicked off here, man. Um, what, what was your what's some of your what's your best wins of the week? Um, obviously, the game that you and me both were looking forward to to watching. Uh, I watched it. Great game. Tennessee. I think I think Tennessee oh. beating Pitt. I think you know, and it, it'll lead into probably what we'll get into in a little bit. But Tennessee beating Pitt in the same week that the Florida Gators lost. Uh, to Kentucky. I think that was a big indictment for Tennessee. I think they look really good. Um, I don't think they're a playoff contender or anything, but I think they're a really good team who has to play. If they play Alabama or they play Georgia. Like that's a tough out. Um, I think they could beat Florida as well. So, and, and they're everything we projected them to be this year. Like they're very well rounded offensively. Their quarterback, Hendon Hooker, is everything that I want to watch. And he's a guy, you know, we talked about this last week. Like there's just certain players on other teams that I like watching, which is why I watch a certain game. And so that Tennessee pit game lived up to the hype, uh, in my opinion. So I think Tennessee's a big winner. I also think Appalachian state is a big winner. Uh, yeah. You think, <laughs> and, and, and it's as much as it is that they did upset Texas A&M. It's the fact that they're one in one. And they're a team that I feel like should be 2-0 and and had two great performances. They won both, or they lost, but they played two different types of football in two weeks back-to-back. They showed that they can score as many points as anybody offensively playing against North Carolina. And you're like, oh, App State's defense probably isn't that good. And then they just beat Texas A&M playing a defensive game. So for them to have showed that they could play any type of football with anybody, um, I think that was a great win, obviously. And then up being Appalachian State and upsetting the number six team, whether you think they should have been number six or not, like you just beat the number six team after really having a heartbreak loss down to the wire game in a game that we know with knowing a, a Appalachian State fan, a game that they were looking forward to for years. Um, that was a great game. So I feel like I just, with Appalachia State, I feel like they're big winners because I watched last week Appalachia State play and probably be the greatest game <laughs> we'll see this year. And then I watched them turn around and follow up with being on the losing end by beating the number six team. Like, it, it just, it gets no better than that to me. For yeah, Appalachia that was, that like was one of the... Great. You should feel great yeah. being an Appalachia State fan being one and one, having arguably the greatest game we've seen played and beating the number six team. I think no, they should feel great of any one and one I, team I, in the country. I think that was the best point I heard about it is that uh, App State did it two different ways, that they out-toughed, they out-everything. Uh, Texas A&M deserved the victory. SEC team on top of yeah. that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah bad, bad, bad look for the uh, bonded SEC. But it also goes to like one of your winners, Tennessee, and one of my big winners, Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky's ranked 
20th. They're, they're trying to create a consistent, you know, in a, or NFL college football, like strength, you know, down there. And they're doing really well. I mean, it's got under stoops, like they've just, they're solid or consistent, but that you go in the swamp, you know, that means a lot to be a team like that. I don't care. Again, we talked about this to it's dead. Like, I don't care what Florida was ranked. I don't <laughs> care if Florida was unranked. I don't care if they're ranked number one, you're Kentucky, you're going into the swamp. I mean, one of the top, probably 20 venues in college football as far as like history look everything you go in there and you you know you're playing against a team that had been hyped all week we were loving Richardson everything was in Florida's favor everybody was on Florida and Kentucky goes in there and takes care of business like they always do they just stay in the game they're smart they play well they make big plays when they need them and they got the interceptions uh kind of brought Richardson you know back to the pack a little bit as far as like he's not quite he's not quite yeah, he's not quite, you know, not that he's not good or anything, but they brought that back and and they got rid of, you know, they moved ahead of another SEC team. So the same reason Tennessee should be happy, you know, they got two of the teams above them in the SEC took a loss yesterday. So now, you know, we know that the SEC team, the farther they go, you know, they're going to have a, a higher chance at anything. So these mm-hmm. Kentucky and Tennessee have left themselves in the discussion. So uh, I thought it was a good win by Kentucky. And another one, BYU, great win by BYU. They have to win every game this year. This was one of the games on the calendar that was circled. They get a, we'll go ahead and say it, a number nine Baylor, which I don't think there's any realm that we think that Baylor team that I saw was not number nine. Like, uh-huh. but they had the number beside the name. BYU gets to claim it. Toughed out a good victory. They're a, I don't think they're a they're a playoff caliber team, but again, we talk about the loss columns, all that matters. BYU won, yeah, good victory. And then I know we'll, we both want to talk about USC. I'll let I'll let you go on uh, where where how we feel about the state of USC right now because uh, going into the what they call it the farm up there in Stanford, uh, always a tough place to play. Good victory for USC. I think USC is a playoff team. Like I think for three, and I know yeah. they played Rice and Stanford. I understand it through two weeks, but I think they're what we thought. Utah was going to be this year. Like they've looked good. The era, the Lincoln Riley era is off to a good start and they could have that hiccup loss. You know, teams like USC usually does like they lose a game. They shouldn't lose after getting every win that they need to get. They end up coughing one up, but but I don't know who that is on their schedule. I'm not saying they can't lose, but they they're as of at this, as at this moment, they're better than every team left. They're better than every team left on their schedule. 100%. And it's, it's the offense. The only thing I say there, I think they could be a playoff team. Um, I think they could be their fourth team. I think it'd probably be Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and USC. Now, I'd probably I'd pick Utah on your show, um, but things change and whatever. And I'm willing to say I was wrong uh, about Utah. Still think Utah has a chance of beating USC, but we'll see. But USC, they still. The only concern is they look like a Lincoln Riley team. They are great, elite offensively. And they are lacking defensively. And so it will get you through the Pac-12 the same way that style of ball got you through the Big 12. But I don't know how much further it will get you after that. Even just a seat at the table in the playoffs for USC will be a victory in year one of Lincoln Riley. If USC is able to make the playoffs, that is a huge victory. I don't care if they get blown out by whoever they play. Them turning the program around hiring Lincoln Riley and being a playoff team in year one is a, a W of a season for USC. And when I look at him, I mean, Caleb Williams is amazing. Yeah. Uh, we knew he would be, he would, you know, he was linked back with Lincoln Riley. They both left together. 
So we knew he would be amazing. Jordan Addison is everything is advertised. Yeah. is a baller. Mario Williams is a great wide receiver. Like, so when I look at USC, it's just funny that I'm like, they're built just like Oklahoma. Like they're literally Oklahoma on the West Coast right now. Like, and I think Lincoln and, Riley's team. And Riley's proved that he can take that to the playoffs. I, I think USC should be very happy about, you know, when we're when we're gonna talk about uh some of the you know the losses. They should be very happy about getting a solid win against a good team when you've got other teams above you. Like a, oop, I apologize. I had a window open and the commercial started, so I'll probably get thrown off of YouTube now. Um, I think U- U- USC had a good win, and the combination of that, some t- some big names above them, you know, took a hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they really they got to be happy about where they're uh, at right now. I think they should probably jump to five or six. Uh, to be honest, I mean, yeah. what three top ten teams lost? Well, they- that's the thing. Like, like I'll just take two minutes and and I'll get I'll get through this rant. So you're exactly right, but that's where USC should have been. That's I had them higher, like other people had them higher. I'm I don't know why we have to go by these preseason rankings and make these teams that they got this arbitrary number. They've never played a game. Now we've got to work them up into the top ten. I know everybody says it'll work out. But I think that's bullshit that USC should be this good and rank behind Notre Dame when the season started. Those teams aren't even on the same same plane right now. And but, we'll get into that. <laughs> but then ESPN gets to tout the matchups and blah, 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 blah. But uh, this is my weekly rant. I'm tired of preseason polls. We, like, we can live without them. We can absolutely live without them. If you want to. Instead of preseason polls, like everybody loves the gambling and everything so much, and the, the, they want to endlessly talk about the betting lines, leave the numbers off besides the name. And if you want to go to like the game or you want to go to the, the Vegas odds and use that as championship, you'll get a, a much more accurate representation than they had the, the four highest odds to, yeah. to win the national championship, right? Because Vegas is about getting it right, they do not care yeah. about. The, the silly number that you got to earn. It's crazy. Uh, the, the top the top 25 preseason rankings this year, the APs were about as as bad as I can remember as far as just wrong. You it's even worse now. Like it's looked even worse now. Oh, it's, it's, it's not aging like, well at all. And it's aging horribly. Yeah. And I think every I think I won't say everyone. I'd say a lot of people who are in this space of covering college football. And they, I think everybody's kind of done with preseason rankings. Yeah. I think there shouldn't be one. I understand you do rankings is is a thing in college football. And so it's tough to say, like, I think you should have to play your first game to earn your ranking, because if we just put everybody not ranked and, and we look at how everybody. But I'm, I'm more. You can't do that. The NFL does it. Everybody yeah, does it. I think I think I'm with you of like maybe preseason rankings should bounce off of Vegas odds as opposed to just. Oh yeah, we're gonna come out here and be experts to say this team is this and this team is that. Yeah, there is no way a sports like, writer, no way a sports writer in Boston has any fucking clue what the Texas Longhorns are gonna be like this year. No, there's like, no okay. way. I'm okay with because based on odds going into the season, I'm okay with Bama being one, Ohio State being two, Georgia being three, and USC being four. I would have been okay with that. Those are the four teams that you felt like had the highest championship odds and Clemson being five. Uh, Clemson was fifth. So I'm okay if you bounce it off of Vegas odds like, hey, we do need a preseason rankings just because that's what college football is. But we're going to do it based off of basically Vegas odds. Who does Vegas think has the highest chances? Yeah, or just do it sensibly. Championship and do that one through 25. Like, I'm okay with that. I think do that's... It, do it sensibly. I mean, 
Makes we're, we're it's more accurate than ESPN right now. Okay, so I'll, we'll go ahead and move on to worst losses here because I knew I was going to get wound up about this. Um, so I'll start with my worst losses, which ties into this. Uh, Notre Dame fighting Irish, losing to Marshall. I mean, it wasn't. this isn't a lucky ball bounce the right way. Marshall got some lucky kick. Marshall played as good as Notre Dame and beat them at their vaunted you know, cathedral of a football stadium that they think they have. So the, Notre Dame starts the season 0-2. Their quarterback looks lost. They don't look like a team that can score enough points to compete with anybody. They're out of the playoffs now because they insist on not having a championship game at the end of the year. So they don't have a conference championship game to make up for anything at the end of the oh, year. Yeah, so even if they get into that silly argument about two lost teams that we hopefully won't have this year, but we might, they, they have no tiebreakers. They have, ba- they have a bad loss. They look bad against you know, a good team week one. So they don't have that. I would imagine that they've got several, uh, you know, I would imagine Clemson and USC will have their way with them also. But my point being, that's a bad loss. Notre Dame couldn't lose that game. Their season's over. I mean, that yeah, is this about, season is done basically before it started. I yeah, mean, what's Marcus Freeman's 0-3 as their head coach. Like their, their head coach doesn't have a win. The country's laughing at them. They said they were overrated coming into the season. Now they've proved it. They should drop out of the top 25. If Notre Dame's in the top 25 tomorrow. I'm, I'm done with it. I don't think an 0-2 team should be top 25. No, especially one that's looked no, bad. I don't they, care if you're 24 or 25. Like, they, no, you should they not can't be can't move the football on a high state or Marshall. Um, so bad week by Notre Dame. I enjoyed it because uh, I you know, just despise them. But uh, I'm, it also feels good to be right. Like coming into the season, I'm like, this This is the team that I thought they had. I don't, Do I think they lose to Marshall? Absolutely not. But do I think that they, that was the level that we would get? Yeah, so bad week for Notre Dame. And again, that's the reason why there's no, nobody thought they should be five coming into the season. And now, now they it takes forever to drop them down as to where if that team came in at 25 when the season started, you'd believe it. So that's, yeah, we're that's done. my whole, like that's my whole point. So uh, that was one of mine. And then I'll go, well, I'll, I'll let you do one next. I don't want to step on your bad losses. Uh, I say Florida. Um, if, okay. if we're, I knew you would. <laughs> there's more. Yeah, you know, I was going to, any shot I could take at the Gators, I'm going to take it. But here's why I say Florida. You lost at home after having a great, what we deemed a great win at home, right? Against Utah, against the number seven team. And it goes to your point of the rankings. Like, we built Florida up to be this great team because Jumped they them up way up the at home. They went from unranked to 12. Those <laughs> to talk about your rankings, right? But Florida did look good against Utah. I'm not they taking did. away from them. But what I'm saying is when Florida lost that game, how I sat back and said, the SEC is right where we thought it was. Now, like outside of, and we'll talk about AM because they are definitely one yeah. of the worst losses, but I don't think it's as bad. I don't think AM losing is as bad as everyone else is going to make it seem because I've watched Appalachia State for two weeks and that's not the team that you think. Like, don't think that Appalachia yeah. State should be discredited. But with Florida, I say it's a bad loss because now the SEC is in shape exactly where you thought it was. It's outside of the AM loss, Tennessee won. People think ten- people coming into the season thought Tennessee was better than Florida. They are. Uh, uh, Kentucky won. People thought Kentucky beat Florida. People thought Kentucky was the second best team in the SEC East yeah. behind Georgia. That's exactly what it was. Like now we're sitting with Florida being one and one. Yeah, Florida basically. Them exactly how they were supposed to be coming into the season. But because they beat Utah, we put them as this number 12 team. We thought Anthony, some people thought Anthony Richardson is a first round type of quarterback. I didn't. I know Stu didn't with us covering those type of guys. And I know also like Walker, he wasn't sold on him being a first round guy where people are like, he's our sleeper of winning a Heisman. And now you've seen them play and you're like, bro, they 
I just they, think they, Florida is exact. They got humbled, and they're exactly yeah. where that was I a tough, would be. tough, tough conference loss. I uh, thought they would be zero and two right now because I thought Utah would beat Florida. Yeah. But even still, I think like they got okay. They had a good win against Utah. Utah didn't play bad football. I think Florida just played great football uh, that week, and I think you know now they turn around and Kentucky's better than Florida, and that's exactly what we thought coming into the season was Kentucky was the second best team in the SEC East. And not especially with Florida, this is this is one of those just like we're gonna we'll talk about a And M here in about two seconds. With what's left on their schedule, you couldn't take that loss. They're in deep doo-doo now like yeah but Kentucky, you got georgia coming up you got tennessee coming up like you're going to lose another game and just in your division so you can't go to the sec championship game that eliminates you from the playoffs and it does now i don't i don't want to hear the arguments i know two years i don't care if you don't if you don't go to the your conference championship game now you're not going to the playoffs that's uh, just b- bottom line that alone being florida when you're on the same side as that's georgia. what i mean you're just so you're done that's so that is you're not Georgia or alabama like yeah. at the end of the day like yeah the argument against you would be well Bama did it and Ohio State did it but Florida but that I don't I just I personally don't believe that it can happen anymore because of no. a lot of things going on but it's the playoffs but, but it's definitely not been, happening you haven't been Bama or Ohio State yeah you're not you're not getting that Ohio State you're not getting that situation where they get in over yeah, you don't get benefited out you yeah. haven't been but especially with with the extra loss but you're like you have to lose out of conference to get that benefit now, now you're yeah. screwed yeah um so uh, let's talk about AM real quick. Um, <laughs> bad loss. And and this isn't because they lost to a, they did lose to an inferior team. Like I'm I love Appalachian State. They should be a top 25 team. You said it. They played both sides of the ball great. But the mm-hmm. fact of the matter is, they're probably not as they're not as good as some teams left on their schedule. And so they've and now they've taken that loss. They have dug themselves a hole that I don't know how they get out of. They have to run the table. And get in the conference championship game and and win it. I'm not saying they can't, but with what's left on their schedule, I I had a loss for them on their schedule, not including Appalachian State. Now I think they're a two loss team. Again, now you're now you're in an argument that I don't think you can win, and I think that's a tough loss for an A&M team that was coming into the season. Is this is finally the year that we're taking down Bama, and they they haven't even made it to the SEC schedule yet, and they got handled. They didn't again, not a fluke. They got handled by an App State team who is obviously, obviously one of the best coach teams, one of the hardest working teams in the country, and uh, and it was fun to watch. But they're and uh, they really put themselves behind the eight ball. Yeah, I think and, and it's a bad loss for A and M, right? But I think if you just sit back and obviously you and me have like different investments for Appalachian State because we've been paying attention with knowing Jeremy and things like that. So like it makes you pay attention, and that's why I watched the North Carolina Appalachian State game last week was, you know, the buildup that Jeremy gave. I'm like, I got to watch it. And Ohio State's not playing at the same time. And so, like I said, you know, for them to have lost one way, but showing that they could score points with anybody and then winning another way of 17 to 14, like it's not a, you know, it wasn't a high scoring game. They had to play defense in order to win that game. And they did that. I think that's an indictment on how good, I think Appalachian State is better than people think as opposed to A&M is not as good as we thought, but you have to win that game. And I think it's both. <laughs> yeah, I, and I agree with you because we had these expectations because A&M has had top five recruiting classes for, what, the past two to three years. So we yeah. look at the talent that they have. They're easily more talented than Appalachia State. And then I think it's also on Jimbo, right? Like, like when we're looking at, you said Appalachia State, and you said it, Appalachia State is well coached, like very great coach, a top coach. What is Jimbo like? Right. 
you everybody can't be Nick Saban where I think Nick Nick Saban is a great coach as well, but everybody can't just bring all the talent in the world and win games. And Jimbo Fisher proved that. And he, that's kind of been the indictment on him since being in A&M is like if if they had lost to Tennessee or they had lost to Kentucky or whatever, I'd be like, OK, you shouldn't have lost that game. But who cares? Like, yeah, you got more talent, but who cares? Like, it's a, it's a conference game. We know conference games get chippy. And we know they're tough wins or tough losses regardless. But for you to go and lose to Appalachian State, when I feel like you put Appalachian State on the schedule for an easy W. Yeah, let's keep that in mind that it was at paid, home. Yeah, like you you, you were like, we're going to pay Appalachian State one or two million dollars, however much it costs to pay to play and we're gonna, this. We're, and we're going to steal credit for beating a good team that we think we should beat. Like, you know, you're going to get a little more credit for beating an App State than you would for Arkansas State. And, then, yeah, and then for them to come in and beat you. Lose. Like you went and lost. And then it's like, so if anybody's on a hot seat, I mean, we, we hot North seat. Carolina, North Carolina just beat App State. Yeah. So that It'd makes be it different even because if, people don't value North Carolina like that. No, I think they're all bad loss. Great, but it was, a, it was a horrible loss because we, we know college football. And so we know the reason like you put App State on there to, to, to bring App State in, pay them all the money to play at SEC school on national television to win. Like that's, that's why app state was on your schedule. Like this is an easy win. We know how the second week, like, okay, we're going to get these easy wins. Yeah. And then, and it's crazy because A&M didn't look that great in the first week and they, and they wow. didn't play a good team, but to turn around and lose the app state, like, like you said, their season's done. Like yeah. I, they don't have any respect. Like I, I'm, I, I'm loving to see where A&M is ranked if ranked at all. I mean, I think that, Loss should drop them out of the rankings, and it's cool. I understand the SEC is going to get respect. They'll probably be like twenty three or something. Yeah, but it's not about losing to Appalachian State because I think Appalachian State is a quality team, a good team. But it's the fact of if I factor in everything of why you scheduled them, what you thought you was it was an easy win against Appalachian State, who has credit because they've got, Appalachian State has been a quality program since beating Michigan years ago. They've had that type of credit where it's like it's not Arkansas State, it's Appalachian State. They got some players. They got some guys who have went to the NFL. So they have enough credit that beating them or blowing them out, or if you play them close and win, uh, it's Appalachian State, though. They're like better. They're the best of the small schools. So that's fine. Like we get it. They're they're better than we think. But to lose behind that and you're in the SEC and people think you have an opportunity to make the playoffs and people think you have an opportunity to beat Alabama and win the SEC. Bad loss. You you yeah, bad loss. (laughs) You gotta be unranked. I got one more. I didn't watch the game. I found 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 out about this just through the scores. I didn't even look into it. But just in in a, a quick bad loss, Wisconsin. Uh, I they they can't lose that game to Washington State um, when you're supposed to be one of the better teams in the Big Ten. And you only and, and it's another one of these things. You only scored 14 points against Washington State and took a took a loss. That's a that's a tough loss for. It's another one of these teams like we're talking about with Florida and stuff that you're like. You're set up. They give you the benefit of the doubt. You're set up to have a good run, and then you haven't even made it to your conference schedule yet. Um, I don't even. I couldn't pretend to know what happened to the game, but it doesn't matter. I know that's that's just one that you can't lose if you're Wisconsin. So that that was a that was another one I had. And as far as like Texas, that's a tough loss, and just the fact that that's got to hurt. Like uh, Texas, I don't think great. it's a bad loss. Though. That's what I mean. But I'm just saying a bad loss as far as like as a fan. You'll yeah, never stop thinking about that. Like you 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 had it. You you. You played, you played great. Like you should be 
you should feel good about your team. I think they're better than I thought they were going to be. Well, I think they're close to as good as I thought they were going to be. But that's just a bad loss. Those those hang around for for decades. For decades. Yeah, like it's one of those like, and then you leave that game knowing that clean yours might be done for the season, and you also feel like if yours never got hurt, we probably win that game. I think so. And, and so that's where. That's or, or I think if he, yeah. I think if he would cut his mullet, he would probably win more games. But I can't. That's have I can't fan. prove that. Like I would I take that, that if I was a Texas fan, I would take it like I hate this loss because we could have won that game. And if Quinn Ewers didn't get hurt, like there's yeah. what ifs in, in leaving yeah. a game with what ifs when you lose sucks. I and, know, and and that's a good loss because it won't hurt if Texas can run the table, they're in fine shape. At that Alabama loss won't won't be factored in except for the loss column, which you've heard me say it a million times. They they can't get that loss is going to go. It looks the same as everybody else's loss, and we all know it's not. But it, but if it, they're eleven and one Big Twelve champs, like that season, oh, they're fun. A success, and they could make yeah. The but if it comes, to, but that's what I'm saying, though. But, but it, it should you should just almost be able to forget about a couple of those losses. But you can't. It's not the same as A and M's losses. What I'm getting at. Oh uh, yeah, one hundred percent. Not it. Not not but, even. But, in in the, the, but you still you, you still got to rank behind. It's hard to get past it, but. They, um, but it was a good loss, but it was still – man, that's got to be tough for the fans. It's so. tough as a fan. And then Notre Dame, obviously, I'm sure we were itching. Since yeah. you said A&M, you hit on A&M, I'm going to hit on Notre Dame. Notre Dame losing is a horrible – I think that's the worst loss of the weekend because they start the season 0-2. Marcus Freeman starts his coaching career 0-3, and you lost to Marshall. Like, had you lost to – I'd respect it more losing to Vanderbilt. Like at least you lost to a bottom feeder SEC team or Rutgers or Northwestern. Like, okay, oh you lost a bottom feeder, big 10 team. You lost to Marshall. And again, just like AM, it goes like Notre Dame scheduled Ohio State. Okay, big game. If we lose, we don't get discredited. Like, did Notre Dame really get discredited for losing Ohio State? I don't think so. And Not I think enough. Not enough. But I think it was because the expectation. No, I think some people think Notre Dame won last week, but that's a different rant. Maybe I'll save that for the rest. Well, yeah, but I think I think we're going to turn around, and the expectation was like, okay, even if we lose to Ohio State, that's fine. Like we could be an eleven-one team. Our only losses to Ohio State, and we're good. They have some quality games left on the schedule, and you turn around and you start your season. Oh, you talk about somebody's season over. If A and M turn around and run the table, and they were eleven and one, and went to the SEC championship and won the SEC. Like as much as we say A and M season over, there's a way for them to get back. They have to run the table and win the SEC. But there's you're zero and two. You're done. Buried, buried. There's no conference championship. They're buried. Their quarterback played bad. <laughs> Their offense overall can't score. They're done. You lost to the best of the best and the worst of the worst. Like you have a loss against Ohio State, which tells you like, okay, you probably don't deserve a seat at the table when you lost twenty-one to ten, and then you turn around and lost to Marshall. You, I don't care if every team goes ten and two. I don't care if Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, Texas, USC. If all of them went ten and two, Notre Dame is going to be the least deserving of a seat at the table yeah. to make the playoffs. Like their season is over with, and now, like I hate to see it because you know he's a former Buckeye or whatever, but he also coaches at Notre Dame, so he, you know he could kick rocks. But I hate to see the fact that a first year head coach might be on the hot seat. Okay. And Marcus Freeman, like the people are going to look at him like, OK, we'll give you your first year. But we also didn't think your first year was going to start. Oh, and two. We yeah. was cool with being one and one beating Marshall and lost Ohio yeah, State. He, he had to be one Notre one. Dame fan will be fine. But oh, and two, like, bro, that puts you on like you're on the hot seat. I'm not saying you get fired this year. People see there's some coaches whose seats are hotter than others. 
But it puts you like all eyes are on Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman. Like, okay, bro, you yeah. got some of these recruits and this and that. Like, they, they they want all the attention. They got it now. I can tell you that. So uh, start yeah. on three, and we'll see what the conversations yeah. are in Notre Dame. So just real quick, we're we're running uh, slow on time here, but my biggest takeaway from the week was this again. After all the upsets and everything, I there's I can't there is no reasonable argument against playoff expansion. Now we've proved that 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 good coach teams can beat highly ranked teams. Uh, we've proved that there can be huge upsets. We've proved that a team like Texas is worthy of playing a team like Bama. Um, it's there's absolutely no sensible argument for not expanding the playoffs. These we could have Matt, if we have that Bama Texas game in the playoffs, it's considered one of the greatest games, you know, in, in the season. So uh, that's my just biggest takeaway. Again, is it like, come on, like if you don't want the expanded playoff now, then you just don't want it. Like you you don't have an argument for it. You just don't want it, and that's fine. But there's no argument for it anymore. Um, anybody can anybody can win anything. Yeah, I would. I 100% agree with you. Um, even when you told me that was like your biggest takeaway prior to doing the show, I'm like, he has the strongest point. And especially with you elaborating on your point, 100%. I think my biggest takeaway on top of that from week two is I'm not so sure. I think Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia are the three best teams in the country, but I don't think they're head over heels better then four, five, six, and seven. Oh, yeah. Now, it's closer than we thought. Yeah, whoever we determine is four, five, six, or seven. And I don't care about the rankings. Guys like you and me, we understand college football. And the rankings don't necessarily mean nothing. We watch it. We see. But, like, is Alabama head over heels better than USC? Because that, that would probably be my fourth team. Like, if I was to draw a playoff after week two, it's Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, and USC. And I really don't care what order. But I don't think like we it was a three team race going into the season. It wasn't even a conversation like nobody would argue it or whatever. But I think now, like, is one, two and three so much better than four that we almost think it's a waste of ranking whoever is fourth at four. Like, no, I did think that when Clemson was four, I was like, they put Clemson at four because you're going to put whoever at four and you don't care. I think those three teams. But after that, I think it's humbling for Alabama. Uh, you know, we talked about it on Buckeyes Remix. I think it's humbling for Ohio State a little bit, even though we handle business and it's tough to jump up for those games. But, but they're not you know, perfect. They're not perfect. And Georgia, Georgia too. Like, yes, they won thirty-three to zero, but who did they play? Like, they like they played a horrible team. That they, the expectation, point spread betting goes back to it. The expectation was they were supposed to win sixty-six to zero, not thirty-three to zero, and it's fine. I'm okay with Georgia not getting up for that Saturday game uh, yesterday. That was horrible, but. At the same time, like I just think the top three teams may not be head over heels better than whoever one may consider the fourth best team. I would say USC right now. They're not head over heels better than USC. I think if Ohio State plays USC next week, I think that's a great game, and we might be watching one of the best games that we're going to watch all year. So as we get into week five and week six, we'll see, like, we'll really see what five, six, or seven teams separate themselves from the pack and have a chance of making the playoffs. But I think after week two and only reacting to week two, basically week one and week two, I would say, I don't think the three, the top three teams are head over heels better than well, ever we say are four five, six and seven. And essentially we're saying the same thing that there's more good teams than, than just three. The argument, the, argument, the argument's been all year, like, Oh, nobody deserves a shot. Nope. Don't, don't get blasted. I think we found out that, Alabama, Texas A&M, Ohio State played close last week against like 
no, they're not going to blow out these other playoff teams. So uh, I, I think we're on the same page. So real quick, Mo, before we get out of here, what game are you watching next week? Oh, uh, probably BYU Oregon is definitely one that I'm looking at. Um, I know BYU is 2-0. and They beat Baylor. They beat a top 10 team. How do you follow it up? Because Florida beat a top 10 team, didn't follow it up, and they followed it up with a loss. So I'm looking at BYU. Walker is the reason why I'm even looking at BYU really in the first place. But that BYU-Oregon game I think could be tricky as much as, yeah, Oregon got blown out by Georgia, but at the same time they're 1-1. One one. They're still a good team. They're not great. They're not in the playoff conversation in my opinion, but I think they could beat them. And then uh, another game is probably Miami and Texas A&M. I yeah. think – with AM losing, how do you bounce back off a disappointing loss? And they have to look good. They have to look good. Yeah. How do you bounce back against a disappointing loss um, against Appalachia State and in Miami? Like, how do you bounce back against a slow start versus Southern Miss? Like, you went into halftime up 10 to 7. We kind of deem Miami like outside of Clemson, like they're the team that could win the ACC. And then you're up 10 to 7 at halftime. Mario Cristobal, seen with recruiting and everything, he was supposed to turn the program around and it looked like at week one, but how do you bounce back? Like, I think that's a matchup of two teams. A&M shouldn't be ranked, but they probably will be. So that's probably a matchup of two ranked They're going to be ranked for the, the – they need yeah, a game to advertise week. next week. And, and so they're going to be ranked, uh, and that's going to be a ranked game. That was supposed to be a huge game. We expect it. Really, it, we expect it's it. a huge game now. I mean, but we expected it game. to be two teams that are 2-0 and and ranked in the teens, like a top-10 team versus a lower tier, like 12-13 yeah. uh, in Miami. And so Miami could jump. Close to the top ten, they could be eleven and twelve or eleven or twelve, and A and M might be in the high teens or low twenties. But I'm just looking at the game. I think it's a bounce back game for both teams. I think it's going to be very telling on how we're going to view yeah. both teams uh, from here on out. I'm basically looking at kind of like the the teams that have all the momentum now. The top, like we'll say, you know, six or seven teams. Uh, this isn't a tough schedule this week. It's the week before most conference schedules are really kicked in how they handle business before the conference schedules, you know, how does, you know, the Ohio States, the Oklahoma's, the USC's like, how do they handle the, the, the trips, the, you know, the, the, you know, the stumbling blocks in the way <laughs> next week and take momentum into the season. Then after week four, I'll, you know, I'll redo the playoff rankings and stuff. Hopefully I can get Mo one for that. So, uh, Hey, thanks for being on, man. Uh, it's a great show. Um, I, I always love doing this after a great week of college football. And that was a fantastic week of college football. So, uh, again, everybody subscribed off ball network, go subscribe, listen, like review everything that Mo's doing it up in flames. I'm Jeff needs sports. Uh, that was college football week two. Thanks for being here, Mo. Thanks for being here. And, uh, we're out.